What is it that you really want to do? Are you making progress toward what you want to achieve? As a member of an intelligent species, it's always a good time to ask such questions. But I'm told by a website of dubious repute that today is Refresh Your Goals Day. Charlottesville Community Engagement has not become a self-help newsletter and podcast, but I always encourage everyone to remember they are alive. I'm Sean Tubbs. On today's program, Charlottesville hires a veteran of the police force of Newark, New Jersey, to serve as executive director of police oversight work here. Council holds the first of two readings on allocating $835,000 from one bucket of affordable housing funds. Charlottesville ends the COVID-19 era for local meetings, and council unanimously approves the award of $5 million to the city's public housing agency for half of the purchase cost for 74 units of housing to keep it below market. In today's first Patreon-fueled shout-out, the Friends of Charlottesville Downtown are getting ready for the month-long Downtown in Bloom event this May with a celebration of art, flowers, and the beauty of spring. They want you to get ready for a series of free events. Charlottesville City Schools will host their annual art exhibit in the windows of shops on the Downtown Mall with a family night on May 5th with project displays on the Code Building. There will be a flower market at Ting Pavilion on May 4th from 2 p.m. to 7 p.m. Participating businesses will have a flower competition in container gardens and planter boxes outside of their establishments. The 2023 Chalk Fest will be held on May 20th with 13 local artists creating murals from the Ting Pavilion to the Dairy Market. To learn more about Downtown in Bloom and other initiatives of Friends of Charlottesville Downtown, visit friendsofseaville.org. The city of Charlottesville has hired a 28-year veteran of law enforcement to serve as the next director of civilian oversight for the police department. Inez Gonzalez served 25 years with the police department in Newark, New Jersey. Ashley Marshall is the city's deputy city manager for racial equity, diversity, and inclusion. Ms. Gonzalez is passionate about police accountability and policies that ensure that accountability. Gonzalez will begin work on May 1st. Her tenure at the police department included her being the first Hispanic female to be appointed to the rank of lieutenant, as well as the rank of captain in the history of the Newark Police Force. Hansel Aguilar left the position last October to take a similar job in Berkeley, California. A search has been underway since then. Marshall explained more background about the position. The Police Civilian Oversight Board, uh, as created through the hard work of members of our community in 2019, has the power to develop and administer a process for receiving complaints about the Charlottesville Police Department, to review the Police Department's internal affairs investigations at the request of a civilian complainant, among, and among other tasks, the board may conduct hearings and make findings concerning CPD's internal affairs investigations. The city received 20 applications and seven people were interviewed remotely. Three of those were interviewed in person. After those interviews, the ordinance also allows those participating PCOB members to provide their recommendation of a hire to the city manager. They did so, and the city manager accepted their recommendation without question. 
Council passed a resolution to confirm the appointment, but such a move is not required by the city charter or the city ordinance. Marshall said Gonzalez also served as commander of internal affairs in Newark before she left the department. In the past six months, the city of Charlottesville has made changes to the way affordable housing projects are funded in the city. Every fall, the city will send out a Notice of Funding Availability, or NOFA, announcing the different buckets of money available, including the Charlottesville Affordable Housing Fund. The CAF was created in the late 2000s. Alex Ikafuna is the city's director of Neighborhood Development Services. There has been a, a process changes since uh, the Office of Community Solutions was created and uh, the affordable housing plan was enacted by the city council in 2021. Those changes included creation of a committee separate from the Housing Advisory Committee that exists only to make recommendations on where the city's affordable housing money should be spent. Ikafuna was on hand at the council meeting to present the CAF committee results. This time around, there is $835,000 in CAF funding. Staff received six applications from potential applicants, totaling $1.720 million. Of these, five were recommended for funding. The only agency that submitted an application that wasn't funded was AHIP. I'll get back to AHIP in a minute. For now, here is what is recommended for funding in the CAF. $187,500 to the Charlottesville Redevelopment and Housing Authority for the public housing HVAC equity project that would bring air conditioning to existing units. The request had been for $450,000. $67,806 to community services housing for rehabilitation repairs to preserve 34 existing units. The request was for $135,611. $225,000 to Habitat for Humanity of Greater Charlottesville for their program to transition people to home ownership. The request had been for $410,000. $167,972 to the Piedmont Housing Alliance for their project to purchase homes in the Orangedale section of the Fifeville neighborhood for resale. The request had been for $225,000 and $186,722 to Virginia Supportive Housing for their Premier Circle project. The request had been $250,000. Ikafuna said the CAF committee felt the AHIP application was not one of quality. He also said AHIP had not accessed $100,000 in previous funding and that the organization is having difficulty finding households below 60% of area median income to qualify for the program. I don't think they have people on the waiting list that uh, that they are supposed to have, you know, so... Uh, I'm not sure how long it would take them to go out and solicit or publish uh, funding availability so they will be able to recruit um, uh, folks that would take advantage of the situation. AHIP had requested $225,000 from the CAF for the next fiscal year, having received $162,500 in the current fiscal year. Another bucket of funding is the Housing Operations and Program Support section, which had $575,000 available. Applications through that process also go through a review process. AHIP had asked for $250,000 for their Charlottesville Critical Rehab and Home Repair Program, but their request did not make it through the new process. 
Nevertheless, Charlottesville's final budget for fiscal year 24 does include $225,000 for AHIP after budget staff found additional revenue to support council requests. This was council's first reading, and the second will be on the consent agenda at the May 1st, 2023 meeting. You're listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement, and in today's second subscriber-supported public service announcement, if you are cleaning out your garage, basement, or garden shed as spring continues to blossom, the Piedmont Master Gardeners will gladly take any yard and garden equipment you no longer need. PMG is now accepting donations of new and used tools, poses, decorative items, outdoor furniture, virtually anything used to create, maintain, and enjoy a garden. These green elephants will be offered for sale to the public during PMG's spring plant sale. Donated items may be dropped off at 402 Albemarle Square between 10 a.m. and noon on Tuesdays and Saturdays through the end of April. PMG is not able to accept plastic pots or opened chemicals. To arrange a pickup or for more information, contact the Piedmont Master Gardeners at greenelephant at piedmontmastergardeners.org. And as for that sale, mark your calendar for Saturday, May 6th at Albemarle Square Shopping Center. more stories to go today, both from City Council. There will soon be no more restrictions on who can attend meetings held by Charlottesville City Government. The city has remained one of the only localities in Virginia to still be holding some of its meetings electronically and restrict physical participation due to COVID-19. Here's Deputy City Manager Sam Sanders. Effective May 1st, 2023, the following would go into effect. The Clerk of Council will discontinue seat reservation procedures, making the council chambers accessible to anyone. Community members will still be able to speak at council and planning commission meetings remotely. That hybrid status will also apply to meetings of the planning commission, the Board of Architectural Review, the Police Civilian Oversight Board, and the Human Rights Commission. Announcements to the public would include that no food or drink is permitted in the council chambers. The sergeant-at-arms will be in their assigned place during all meetings of council. The city manager and clerk of council will return to seats on the dais, which is already started in our trial run today. Those expecting the media to return to the gallery may be disappointed, as now Sanders and fellow deputy city manager Ashley Marshall will be seated there, as will the city attorney, or the firm that's playing the role of the city attorney. Media representatives can sit on the back wall on a first-come, first-serve basis. You're not going to be seeing me there. All other meetings will be held in person effective May 1st. You might see me at some of those. Council passed this resolution unanimously. And finally today, Charlottesville has voted to agree to provide $5 million for the Charlottesville Redevelopment and Housing Authority to use as part of their loan to purchase several dozen apartment units throughout the city. Here is Deputy City Manager Sam Sanders. This is a $10 million acquisition of 74 units referred to as the Dogwood Portfolio, which is a naturally occurring affordable housing uh, set of properties here in the city. 
CRHA will have to pay Riverbend Development back their $5 million, but that will be interest-free. The arrangement that they've established thus far would provide that monthly payments would commence after a three-month grace period so that CRHA could build a reserve account to be able to respond to any maintenance issues that were to arise in this interim of the transition. An annual report is due every January 31st with ongoing details of ownership of the 74 units. That report would also cover the properties on Montrose Avenue and Coleman Avenue purchased by CRHA in the past year. The Dogwood portfolio is to be included with the sustainability plan that CRHA is putting together for its long-term operations. And CRHA will assume the $850,000 loan that Wooded Properties was given by council to purchase the portfolio. CRHA has also been, uh, will also be provided a 10% monthly management fee of rents collected, which is to cover leasing, financing, finance services, auditing, and administration charges, which is normal practice within a development project. And they will also charge the portfolio for monthly water, sewer, and trash services versus having those applied to each individual unit. Kathleen Glenn Matthews is Deputy Executive Director of the Charlottesville Redevelopment and Housing Authority. She asked council to support the effort. CRHA is an agency that has undergone considerable transformation and positive growth the past three years through strong management, allowing for strategic improvement through the agents and working on the agency's sustainability. Decent affordable housing is a core social determinant of an individual or family's personal health and well-being. Glenn Matthews said investing in more housing that will be guaranteed to be affordable will help more people. City Councilor Michael Payne is on the Board of Commissioners of the CRHA, and he had this to say. I mean, I think this really is a historic action for the city in terms of the amount of properties. Um, It's been many years, decades, since we've engaged in acquisition like this. Um, This has grown CRHA's housing portfolio by about 20 percent. Council voted unanimously to support the resolution. An acquisition agreement will be signed by Interim City Manager Michael C. Rogers. That's the end of this particular edition, and somehow there have now been 525 editions of this newsletter and podcast. I set a goal to get back to producing journalism, and I seem to have stuck to it. I've been able to do that because many of you appreciate the vision I have for producing information that's trustworthy, thorough, and reliable. That's the business model for Town Crier Productions. The main revenue comes from this newsletter and podcast and you can become one of the one in four who contribute financially. In return, I agree to produce as many newsletters as possible. If you do this, the internet company Ting will match your initial contribution. That's also part of the business model. And if you sign up for service through Ting at a link in the newsletter and enter the promo code community, you're going to get free installation. You're going to get a second month for free. What else are you going to get? A $75 gift card to the downtown mall. Thank you to Bracky for the incidental music, and of course, thank you and goodbye.